underneath the radar laugh, of course, taken from my sex. I think you'll find amazing. Much in the same style. Good morning, everybody. Let's <laughs> get this around the nation on Triple M, the midweek edition, with uh, Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier, otherwise known as Sunny and Alexander. And pushing the buttons, it's Richard Marsland. Good morning, Sunny and That's right. Down here for dancing. The bat for see the Madison, the bus stop, the Macarena. What is it? Uh, upstairs for thinking. Upstairs for thinking. Upstairs for dancing. In between for romance. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to your in-between later, Mr. Barsley. But in the meantime, a lot of people calling in about Joy Buttress of Dramana yes. in Victoria. This is a woman whose letters appear in the 50-50 column in the Herald Sun in Melbourne. She's angry about a lot of issues. Absolutely. And we were implying uh, that maybe she's not a real person because she's not in the phone book. That's what our listeners have been saying. Exactly. Same as Phil Minch. In a sure. Her compatriot. But, you know, a lot of Buttresses have been calling in. I have. The buttress lines have blown up. Ed said, no, Joy is a real person. I think we had a nephew of Joy's call up. We're going to attempt to call her now. Okay. Just get to work over there, Rich. Uh, hope this isn't a hoax. Hope no, no, no. If this is someone putting on a funny voice, if this is a breakfast radio program and Joy has an Indian accent, <laughs> we'll know it's you. All right? Are you getting anything there, Rich? Hang on. Make right, contact. It's ringing. With Joy Buttress. <laughs> oh. There you go. Oh. Uh, hello, is that Joy Buttress? Yes. Uh, this is Tony Martin, uh, Ed Cavalier, Richard Martin calling from Triple M. How are you today? How am I? Oh, I'm not bad for an old girl. <laughs> I see. Now, is it really you? Of course it's me. If this is some kind of hoax, we're going to have... Oh, darling, it's not a hoax, no. My grandson rang me the other day. Not my grandson, my nephew. Are you sure? Have you got your story straight, Joy? Mm. Of course it's Joy. We don't want to have to put this to air in a segment called I Can't Believe It's Not Buttress. Hey. We just want to confirm that you are a real person. Oh, I just want to confirm that I'm a real person. Mm. Wow. Yes, because they were, my um, nephew rang me up. He said he tried to get on, you know, to mm. tell them I was his auntie. But the people were ringing in about 50-50. Yes, now how long have you been contributing letters to the editor, Joy? Oh, I don't know, <clears throat> a couple of years, I suppose. What was the first one you got in? Do you remember what it was? Uh, I can tell you one a while back. There was two big elephants getting off a tram. Mm. You know, there was a shortage of water, and they're bringing these elephants in, you know, two big fat elephants. And I said, oh, my God. What do we want two elephants for? How much water will they drink? Hang on, where are these elephants? Getting off a tram, you say? Yeah, in the picture they put in 50-50. Oh, right, You right. know, just acting the fool. They were coming to the zoo. Oh, so this was like a cartoon, kind of at your expense, Joy. Yeah. And they, I said, what next are they going to bring in? That was one of my things I put in. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us just like another letter that you've had in there. Do you know of another one I put in? No. Who's that advising you? Oh, that's just somebody living here with me. Oh, oh. oh hang on a <laughs> You're second. Not living with me, eh? Hey? Yeah, are you sure, Joy? Don't make us write into the papers. I uh, know. We've heard about yeah. the loose morals of the older people. Oh, yeah. Are you sure that's all above board? Yeah. Okay, we don't want, you know, buttress sex shock. Now, listen, who am I talking to? It's Tony Martin from Triple M, Ed Cavalier. Yeah. Richard Martin, you would have seen him on Rove. No. Oh. I was nearly going to put a piece in the 50-50 today. Oh. And uh, what was the question you asked for the people to ring up, you know, when they talked about me? 
Uh, I think it was, was it Where's the Weirdest Place You've Had Sex? Was oh, that the, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't the day we did Where's the Weirdest Place You've Had Sex. Rich, Rich, Rich. Yeah. No, sorry. Can you write a letter to the editor about our panel operator, please, Joy? Got a piece in the 50-50. So when you uh, meet people, Joy, yeah. uh, and you introduce yourself as Joy Buttress, do they often recognise your name from the 50-50? Yeah. I run the Mrs. Personality for the Euro of Crippled Children. Is there a best butt section? Best bum? Mm. Oh, yes, I'd have the best bum. Oh, hang on. Fantastic. Locking <laughs> up quite a list of credits here, Joy. What next for you, do you think? I mean, you've uh, staked your claim in the 50-50 column. Maybe a Today Tonight style current affairs show. Do you think you could handle that? Oh, I could handle anything, I'll tell you. I wish I was running this country. What? I'll tell you what. I have got guts. You know, I say what I think mm. and I speak up. The jails wouldn't be full. They'd be empty. Right. Why would they be empty? You just got to let... Um... Get rid of the mongrels that's around. Look at those three people bashed that bloke up the other day in the paper. You know, what do they do with him? Give him a smack on the wrist. And then we just straight back onto the footy field and we're playing the next weekend. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Right. Okay, so what if you had one of these 6.30 current affairs shows, Let's just pretend one is starting now and you just take us into your editorial for today. Here we go. writes into the Adelaide Advertiser? No. He's been right behind the issue of school children uh, being too loud on public transport. Well, I was over there on a tram once, coming along Jetty Road, and this young girl said they were swearing, and a woman rang the police and got them kicked off. And she said to me, I wonder what the next generation will be like. I said, listen, dear. I said, I don't think there'll be another next generation the way things are. What can we do to turn things around with the young people? They haven't got enough discipline. What do they need? A smack on the bum. Buttress says smack on the bum. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. They're screaming in the supermarket so their mothers do nothing about it. I think a letter's coming on, Joy. Huh? Yeah. What about the recent resurgence of upskirting? Do you think that needs to be addressed? You know, people with a camera in their shoe, whopping it under your skirt. Have you heard about that going on? That is stupid. They're all mad today, the people. I think they drive me mad. You've not been upskirted, Joy, I hope. Who, me? Yes. Yeah, well, I'm in bed seven days a week. Well, obviously, that's a challenge for any cameraman. Yes. We'd like to thank you for speaking to us today, Joy. It's been great. That's all right. And um, keep the letters coming. I will. I guess now that we've tracked down Joy Buttress, the only one man left. Tomorrow's show, The Hunt for Midge begins. on Triple M, and if you've just tuned in, we finally contacted uh, Joy Buttress of Dramana in Victoria. Yes. Writes letters to the editor. Uh, will she be across that uh, new premier of Victoria, Brumby? Oh, you'd hope so. You'd hope she'd get on this case. Quick. What about those kids at Patterson Lakes Primary School with mm. their radio station? Do you know if they've uh, had any luck with uh, the new premier? Oh, will they get all the exclusives, though? Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> Um, the fastest of 
Politics all boils down to pasta at some point. Being prompted by the Prime Minister. I heard a marinara is there. second. Oh, that's enough of what's going on in Victoria. Let's go around the states in Sydney. Well, Lara Bingle has... Rich, that's very immature. Richard, let's just calm down. Leave the Bingles out of this. Firstly, you've got to... Who's this cricketer, Michael Clark? I only know the Sheffield Shield cricketers. I know you do. Unless it's Tim Zura. Yeah, you're lost. Uh, Michael Clark, he bats at number five, I think, for Australia, and he's sort of bowls the occasional bit of left arm, who knows. Uh, how did the general cricketing uh, public feel about your uh, relationship with Bingle? Now, that is the last one, Richard. Okay. Okay. What kind of show do you think this is? Oh, he's there on that one. <laughs> You know, is that a popular romance, that one? I think so. I think people like Michael Clark and, and, they, and they like Lara Bingle. Yeah. No, you're going to have to go and stand outside. Sorry. That's I, just... That's the I'm not sure it's really. It really is. You're trying to do a classy show? I don't reckon they'd make that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to find out. Look, they've been spotted coming out of a nightclub. Yeah, yeah. Having a row. Oh. So then the next day... This photo appears of them in the paper, looking happy at loving it up. But just, camera's just a little bit too close. Yeah, yeah. Not got that paparazzi from across the road blurriness. And the implication in the paper is today the whole thing's been set up. They've been faking on these photos for the paper. Well, all the advertising, you know, boards in the background make me suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Go over the light meter behind Lara Bingle. Pressure Bolker chiming in for the bingo. <laughs> what? <Well, that's> nice. <laughs> now, uh, you know, you've done acting lessons. No, I do it here. Yeah. What do you make of Michael Clark's performance in that photo? Looks a bit hammy, I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting it's lavender. Yeah. Oh, lavender. Cavalier yeah. suggests lavender. I'm going lavender. All right. He spends a lot of time on his hair. Ladies, if you're out there, call in. Do you, are you looking for a gentleman that spends a lot of time on their hair? Mm. If it makes it look a touch... You know what, Richard? <laughs> so, you know, is that just the deal now? If you've, if you've got some bad press, you can just call up the confidential and they'll just stage a, a photo of you looking happier. I hope so. The next day? Mm, I hope so. That's what we need. Mm, I had a fight with my flatmate over an apple that was clearly mine. Well, so uh, hopefully he and I tomorrow will be photographed walking along the beach hand in hand. A la Lara Bingle. <laughs> Exclusive interview. Haven't had one for a while. What are you guys sitting on? You ready? Yep. We're going to go up to uh, up to Brisbane now on the Gold Coast because Big Brother's just finished. And as you know, Joan, I get all the exclusive interviews on this show. Sure do. But I have been scooped by the master white answer himself. Oh yeah. Richard, I understand that uh, that you have uh, found yourself an exclusive interview with Alicia, the winner of Big Brother. <laughs> Alicia, she's 21 years of age, she's a hairdresser, she's got the world at her feet after winning Big Brother. Alicia, how do you feel? I sat in the house. Thanks for your time. <laughs> you guys work on that. <laughs> All night. All night? All song. What were you doing yesterday in the uh, recording booth? Oh, yeah, our first YouTube video, listen. Maddie and I were yeah. doing some podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we could see you through the glass. Yeah. Recording a YouTube video. Yeah, we got something for YouTube. Really? Because while you were in there, we actually turned the tape recorder on and recorded what you were saying in there. Yes. I uh, Go to this number in the computer, Mr. Marlin. Oh. ZS99. Oh. Got that? 
Okay. <laughs> just what the hell you were saying. Wait a second. We were doing great acting behind the glass, pretending like we were listening to you. Oh, no. Pointing at, the, that to you. We're pointing at the computer screen. We were filming you and speaking as if we were you guys. Yeah, no, we were just using the booth because it was soundproof. We've got it all on tape. You can't bring microphones to the Oh, know. my goodness. Yeah, I just want to play a little bit of it because I don't understand this. Go to the tape. We're going to call my jingle. So, get it. Marsland Motors. Marsland Motors will do it for you. Marsland Motors. We'll give you the best prices in town. Marsland Motors. Marsland Motors will do it for you. Marsland. Marsland's got the best. The Peugeots and the Audis. How's that? Cool. All right. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to? Too bad. That's a go. That is. In a room full of microphones that we were pretending to speak into, that would record it. Oh, there's a lot more on that tape. Oh, oh no, that's going to keep it down for weeks. All right, let's have music for it a moment. I'll get this. The network. Who can have been out here and get this around the nation on Triple M? Brought to you by Yes, you know the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power. You can buy that at Marsland Motors. I don't reckon you can. They'll do it for you. I don't think you're accredited. I don't think you're going to get any. You know, it's such a good double whammy because we didn't really just made that up on the spot. If you've just tuned in, yes, I secretly recorded Richard and Ed. Promoting a new, well, I'm assuming rival sponsor, Marsland Motors. And really perfect acting from you guys because we, I, I turned the camera on you and you guys were just looking disinterested and bored doing, doing a crossword. Manny Dower is a much better actor than we give him credit for. Yeah. Yeah. We can't get him to be in any of our sketches. Oh, he was on one. Yeah, he was. But we will. Now that the listeners are starting to name him, get him in Sea Patrol. And their phone calls, oh, yes, Josh Lawson, he'll be with us in the next hour. Now, uh, yesterday, in the second hour, we were joined by Christian Kerr from Crikey. He was quite smart. Seeing you stuff. Oh, man. We were quite intimidated. Oh, stupid. Having someone in a tie in the studio. Yeah, really. Kept looking at me like, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. But he really cleared up a lot of questions, but I forgot to ask him about this. Uh, Jamie Normoyle has written in to point out that Crikey on their website have got some sort of uh, competition where you can send in ideas for, you know, birthday presents for the Prime Minister. Right. That happened, I think, uh, earlier this week, maybe late last week. Anyway, the 12 top uh, entries is some sort of prize. Oh, the crikey guide to the 2007 election. So they've printed the winners. And they're all funny ideas and lines from people, gags. But look at number eight from Sam Granley. He suggests the Prime Minister should get a live webcam and permanent YouTube channel. That teaser last week was Dizzy Stuff. Oh. <laughs> How's that a competition winner? Using one of Rich's, Rich's catchphrases. Buy a rough bag. I don't know. The show is starting to get in again. Now they're making impact. All right. We've had one of our catchphrases appear as the number seven winner oh, on the Crikey.com competition. I mean, what says we don't have cut through? What's next? Number six? <laughs> I mean, the world is our oyster. Huge. What else is going on out in the real world? Well, firstly, when are we going to do this segment about who's pretending to be a German polar bear? This has been flagged at the top of the show for weeks. We've got to start having meetings. We all know what the problem is. We don't need more meetings. 
Well, what is the problem? The problem is there is actually a story. I thought I saw a picture of that Canut, the German polar bear, a few weeks ago, and I thought it looked like one of the girls that had been evicted from Big Brother. So striking quite similar poses. And then that was it. And he thought that was worth promoting at the top of the show. Because I often don't have anything else to say, Tony. But every day, filler. For like three weeks. It's filler, Tony. You were promoting a half-baked observation. Yeah. Not even a real news story. And then I lost a bit of paper to show you. Because I had a picture that I was going to show. I had two pictures I was going to show. But then I lost them. All your papers have just tumbled onto the floor. That's the next segment right there on the ground. Do you want to talk email? Martin, all right, you get some emails. While you're doing that, I'll just cover with a story from the news. <laughs> and have you seen what's going on in Russia? Oh, look, two new manuals for teachers have been accused of glossing over the horrors of the Soviet Union and including more propaganda about Vladimir Putin's regime and how wonderful they are. <laughs> really? This is the history books they're giving kiddies at school in Russia. Yep. Said uh, spokesman for the Kremlin, that's the last time we assign this job to... Um, Sydney Institute of the Court. There you go. Gerard Anderson. He goes in. He's getting to Russia. Didn't you know it was going to be that? I kind of did. I kind of. I had, I had a feeling Gerard had dropped it at some point. But an emergency story for three weeks. It went brilliantly. What are you doing? Right. Haley Diplock, a uh, real name, writes in and says that uh, there's a lot of. On Stepanovic's page on the Wikipedia, obviously the robot. The pro-robot faction has got hold of it. Yeah, and if, if you try and uh, add suggestions to Carl's page now, a warning comes up and says, if any of them are to do with Carl being a robot, they will not be included. That's right. It's the truth, Wikipedia? <laughs> I think so. Anyway, Haley uh, managed to sneak this on. She said, in, in the personal life segment, it says she was orphaned at an early age along with brother Peter, and they were raised by an early model, Peter Cam and Simpson Dishwasher. <laughs> The pictures too. Stephen Irving has three children, the oldest of which was sent back in time to destroy the human race but was defeated by John Connor. (laughs) (laughs) More evidence. Daniel Brown writes in and says, Hi guys, love the show, blah, 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 blah. Uh, This morning on the Today Show, Carl's battery pack for his microphone fell off on the floor behind him and then he started to make noises and pretend to run out of power like a robot. She's choking, yeah. Doing a bit of last Friday, he got out the neat, like a bit of short circuit acting. Wow! I mean, we do think he's a robot, don't we? Yes, I can confirm that we are human oh, okay. most of the time. Well, he's denying it. We're all the beeps. That is amazing. There you go. All right. Uh, there's a lot more to get to here, right in front of me. We've actually got the show sorted out. Fantastic. As it's going to air today. I blame Joy Buttress. <laughs> it's great to finally make contact with a lovely lady. But what about the listeners? What about their cars? Yeah. They don't really talk up cars. No. Apart from the Navarra, obviously, the 4x4 with mm-hmm. the rugged good look. So we're going under the hood today. Let's do that next. I'll get this. Some of the wording was just totally inappropriate. Nation on Triple M, and you can send us an email by visiting the uh, Get This website, triplem.com.au forward slash get this. Constantly under repairs, there's a lot there. I think they've uh, finally fluffed the pillows on the uh, recent offences. Fantastic. So um, I'm not sure what's on there. It's stuff that you heard that we can't put in the podcast. Yeah, or no, it's stuff we can put on the yeah, podcast. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be quiet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peter Costello on drugs, I think, is there at the moment, if you're looking for that one. Right. What, what else is there is the Sheffield Shield Gallery. Oh, there's a, a lot. number of our heroes are, uh, are up there. And, uh, and we're thinking 
submissions all the time. Yeah, so sending your favourite Sheffield Shield player, we will endeavour to get a photograph of them, put it on the website so you can then look at a photograph of the person you already knew, what they look like. It's so good. Uh, so many people call in when we talk about 80s movies. So the reason the plane crashes in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, says David Zuidema, is because it runs out of petrol. No, 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 no. no, no, no. They, they pull the lid off. They yeah, they, they pull the lid off. But when it crashes, it bursts into flames and explodes. From what? Right. There's no fuel on board. A lot of shooks yeah. on there. A lot of shooks, and, and those have been set on fuel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the plane is covered in fuel because as the, as the fuel flies out, it covers the back yeah. okay. of the plane. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, man. They open that lost ark. Everyone melts. How does that happen, really? Honestly, yeah, it's just an empty box. I mean, that wouldn't happen. Throw it in there. And how does it get protected from that? By closing their eyes. Mm. I was watching that. It's it's something that when you melt, you melt from the eye down. Yeah, right. Just keep that in mind, Richard. I can't wait for this new Indiana Jones movie. It's amazing. Harrison Ford digs up an ancient relic of uh, a movie that he was in that was actually good in the past 20 years. Hello! Where were you? You weren't a fan of Air Force One? We needed you to deliver my Gerard Henderson joke. <laughs> Would have worked then. You were because it, uh, it looks like Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford clinging to the back of Shia LaBeouf on a motorbike. Yeah, right. That's the only shot they've released from the new Indiana Jones. He's looking very Jim for me, Sanders. <laughs> oh, God, blimey. I shouldn't be out at this time of day. I should be at home for me tea. I'm Indiana bleeding Jones, and I? What are you talking about? That was some pain. Carrying a parasol. Oh, catch me, Dev. That's how he looks. He looks like Jim from EastEnders. Uh, keep the letters coming in. Whenever we talk 80s movies, we get <laughs> at least 15 emails a day about the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, great movie. Across the Eighth Dimension. I've never seen it. Terrific. Oh, with uh, Peter Weller, mm-hmm. John Lithgow. Peter uh, Weller, the guy from Robocop. Yeah, right. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. It's such an 80s cut. Thin ties. Yep. Sort of science fiction. Crazy stuff. It's mental. Yeah. But wild, wild. And John Lithgow, I, I don't fully understand that movie every no. time I watch it, but it's got that great, that final scene where they're all walking towards the camera. I love it. It's a great trailer. Yep. All right. Because I've never seen it. I've never watched it. Now we've lost everybody. Let's have some music quickly. That'll save things. Uh, how's, you, how's your job, Lennon? Call me to love the John Lennon's quite difficult. Yeah. Getting there. It's not too bad, right? Yeah. How's your Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney's kind of up here. Right, right up there. Right up there. Where's George Harrison sitting in the mix? Harrison's a bit more. It's getting there. Well, it's more teethy. It's more Harrison. I need to hear more. That was only two words. Ringo. <laughs> well, Ringo. Thomas and Bertie were racing to the crossing gates. Getting there. But Thomas had a trick up his sleeve. Which was? He's still 35% Peter Harvey. Yeah, and a little bit Sean Connery as well. The way, he, the way he does it. Kind of stares at me over the panel. Thomas. Let's <laughs> let's have some music quickly. Lennon up for us. <laughs> Green Day with a bit of John Lennon, working class hero here at Get This on Triple M. Let's get straight up, talk back mountain. <laughs> Are on the sideboard. It's really hard to weave that into a sentence, <laughs> too. 
it's really hard to engineer a situation. First, you've got to leave. You've got to have a sideboard. You've got to leave the keys there. And you have someone looking for them. It takes ages to impress people. When you freak, we're not talking about freaks today. Hell horror. We're talking about cars because our sponsor, the Mr. Navarro, just crank it up in the studio. <laughs> <laughs>
sellotape them on the side, and then release that as the official photo and maintain that that is going to be the Batmobile up until the day of release. Great idea. Get the nerds off. Even shoot one thing with him in that. And say it's because, oh, we want to make it look like what would really happen Brilliant. if Batman was real. Because they're always doing that. Yeah, this is always, oh, how it could really happen. Yeah, he's got a tank. Yeah. Because everyone's got one of them if they really want one. He's still firing a rope out of his sleeve onto a monorail and being dragged without banging into anything for blocks. But no, it's the more gritty, down-to-earth Batman. Because when people get hold of cars, they like to do them up. There's a car, it's my favourite car in the world. is the car in an old street where I used to live in Sydney, which was a, an old, flapped-out backpacker's combi van, which you see all the time, yeah. with thousands of old soiled mattresses in the back <laughs> and stickers from all over the world and a mural painted on the side. And it was up on blocks because... People had stolen the wheels. Sitting there on four bricks, written on the side, living the dream. <laughs> and so you're saying, with the addition of a little bat logo, brilliant. They could put that on the internet. Release it. Release it. it. Release it. And there was another mate of mine when I was there. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> it won't start. It won't start. And then he goes downhill slowly. <laughs> There's a guy who I went to university with. They had a Kingswood, and one day he thought, you know what's wrong with this Kingswood, Richard? Yes, it's a hard top. It's, oh, right. it must, it's summer. Let's get this thing converted. Oh, so you got a pair of bolt cutters. Cut the top off. Then. It's instance. And for 35 minutes, he was a hero. <laughs> <laughs> and then structurally, it collapsed. And the car collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> well, will uh, anything automotive? Have you ever done a car up? Listeners, have you ever painted a mural on the side of it? Have you got something in your car that nobody else has? I have a friend with a little fan for his nads in his car. <laughs> and he's got a Datsun 1600, he's got an 1800 engine in it, he's got a fan for his nads. I think the Navarra people are going to go back to the drawing board. More beverage holders, two glove boxes, a snorkel. In some edition, oh, the nads fan. That's what we missed. It. Damn it. All right, call us up as we go under the bonnet here and get this one, triple three, five, three. <laughs> That's a lot of Boris said here again. This on Triple M up Talkback Mountain. We're talking cars. <laughs> Who's got a story? G'day, Dan. Hello, guys. How are you? Good, uh, good man. How are you? Oh, good. Talk us through your, uh, your car. Uh, well, it wasn't actually my car. It was a um, <coughs> friend's car. He had an old uh, 1967 Valiant station wagon. Oh, yes. Which. Uh, <laughs> But he decided he didn't want any more, okay. so to speak. So we thought, oh, well, we'll give it a new paint job. Right. So we painted it in um, a bright pink in, on the body and a bright yellow on the roof with the um, bright yellow um, speed stripe down the bonnet and the bright pink stripe down the, the roof. Yeah. Um, three banana yellow wheels and one silver wheel. <laughs> what, happened, what happened to this car, Dan? Oh, what happened? Oh, well, well, one more thing. We stuck on the front because we lost the Valiant bond, um, you know, the old emblems they just have on front of cars. Yeah, yeah. We lost that, so we stuck a pink comb on there instead. Lovely. We ride on the side, we paint on the side window and the rear. Um, for sale, ethnic special, um, $500, $200, $100. And his mother just thought it was an absolute bloody eyesore. So it got kept on moving around the suburbs. Western, inner western suburbs of Brisbane. I can't say where. No, no, and um, very close to where you actually came from, um, Ed. Yeah. Come on, Dan. Put it home, Sam. Uh, one night, two of my friends and I, the car got moved down to uh, near Squash Courts. One night, a friend of mine, two friends of mine and I were very um, bored, so yeah. we thought, what can we do? So we thought, let's firebomb it. Firebombing. Firebombing the picture. Yes, yes. 
Sea Patrol, Channel 9. Absolutely right. Uh, uh, Friday night on Australia's Most Wanted. Oh, you're you Well, I will. I've got a big night for the Oh, man, look out for Colin. I think last time you were in, we were joking. Oh, but, you know, is there a show on ECS? Yes. Do you have a show? And you were going, oh, no. And we said, you know, you cheap jokes about the Iron Chief. But then I find out you have done a pilot for ECS. You were part of Sean McCarlin's pilot. I don't like to talk myself for a show called Newstopia. Yeah. I heard that was an absolutely killer pilot. It was awesome. You know, Sean is amazing. And I'm really good, as you know, and yeah. keep your straight face when I yeah. it's one of my It's one of my gifts. Right. But uh, Michaela, so through that to win, that was incredible. He is incredible. Well, yeah. I, I certainly hope that show does get up uh, if for no other reason that It'll be a full out for you every Because you're coming up on Fox Hill, aren't you? On Fox Hill, there's seven. Seven, there's a gap in, there's a Josh-shaped gap in the seven. <laughs> what have they got over there, Ed? It's very dancing got... with the stars. Oh, the jury's got his new Australia's favourite backyard. You can see the, uh... It's got a roll monkey. Carpenter? I can carpet sorted. There we go. Oh, I can carpet your face off. Whoa. Well, we've got a lot to get to uh, this uh, night that you've got scheduled for this evening. We're going to help you plan that out. Get you into the papers. Get you some much needed publicity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the second hour on Triple M. Some more of that applause, if you would, for Josh Lord. You've been attacked by phantoms on the internet, Josh. It's ridiculous. I went onto the net this morning, couldn't get on, couldn't log on. Right. Um, and my password was wrong, which is ridiculous because, uh, you know, I've. I've that was never a problem last night when I was trying to log on. Uh, at all, anyway. Exactly. It's on my back. Your man. Uh, I'm right next to 1-800-reverse. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> just dropped in the wire. Sorry. Um, yeah, anyway, so I've got, I'll change the password then. Well, you know, so I've gone on. Here's my secret question. Uh, what's my mother's maiden name? It seems simple enough. Oh, really? Except it's in Portuguese. Oh. Uh, it's going on. I wouldn't have written my secret question in a language I don't speak. No. Uh, so, 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 and then I've got it. I've logged out, and it's taken me to MSN Brazil. Uh, anyway, so basically, I've gone to, uh, I've, I've now found out that uh, somebody from Brazil named Bruna Miller. Yep, I have the name. Okay, listening, Bruna. Bruna Miller in Brazil. It's been too hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Brazil's not that big, is it? No, no, no. Yeah, it's like but they have changed my password. They've logged onto my PayPal account. Oh, dear. started charging me. started going, you, uh, you know, you have been... What, buying stuff? Not buying stuff. Just putting money from my PayPal account into their account. Right. Transferring funds. Transferring funds. So they've got, you, you know, you've uh, $300 US have been charged to Bruno Miller. Uh, $200 US have been charged, you know, have been uh, accepted by Bruno Miller. Then I get an email because um, I've managed to get back into the account now. Yeah. Email saying, yes, we should let you know that it seems that a third party has been accessing your account, right. uh, yeah. FYI. So now I don't know what to do. Um, I, you know, I'm sort of, I guess I need to change my right. email address, which is it's like a family member. But how did they get in in the first place? Oh, well, that is something I can, I can Children know. hacking through. Yeah. 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 Maybe Bruno Miller's saving up to buy you a big present. Well, that's yeah. 
Maybe well, I'm so cynical, of course. Say you've run a mill account and go, here's a million dollars. I need you to store it in your account just for a few days yeah. and then forward it to my friends in the Ukraine. Well, I've done that so many times. You've done it. They've always been lovely. They said, thank you, guys. It's often a nightwish. Josh, you have a lot of internet uh, trouble. Yeah. Let's have a look at your Wikipedia page. Oh, right? I know what you're no, well, saying. Hang on a second. Let's, have a, let's, let's just read some of this out here. It was, uh, oh, good. Oh, 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 Josh Lawson from Thank God You're Here. Rumoured that he's pursuing a relationship with Ensemble cast member Nicola Perry. Oh, and Lawson, the blonde woman in the Ensemble yes. cast. Oh, you're right. It just consistently feels up. When Lawson was on the show, he was always very friendly with her on stage and backstage as well. Rumours went around saying the two were married on the 2nd of June 2007, and with Nicola not doing her current work, could there be a mini Lawson on the way? Congratulations. Something you'd like to reveal, Josh? Is this true, or is this more uh, Bruno Miller work? Yes. Well, this is how I'm married to Bruna and Nicola. Oh, oh wow. This is it. It's come out. Look, Nicola, Nikki is an old friend, and, and poor Nicky has to deal with... I, I feel sorry for Nicola, really. I mean, so is she really pregnant? Or do no, just, not at all. You've just improvised the baby, have you? Yeah, mate, it's good. good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Okay, so that's all false. So basically, I'm the victim of a complete of, of fraudulent internet claims and scams. Yeah, this is bad. Stuff. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so they've hacked into your PayPal account. They're changing your Wikipedia page. Yeah, what else? Is, so are you actually pre-ops? That <laughs> Chef, that is true. Chef, that's that's absolutely true. true. Okay, yeah. great. Chefo's going to be getting you out of a cocktail frock. It's the future edition of the Sea All right, this is just the tip of the internet iceberg. More bombshells next. I'll get there. <laughs> There's uh, something rotten in the state of the Netherlands. The Netherlands being the internet in this case, because we are joined by Josh Lawson. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, you know, those rumors weren't proved. He's been hacked into. Yeah. Uh, and not in a good way. Now, let's just uh, get through the credits briefly, because firstly, thank God you're here. 7.30 tonight on Channel 10. Yep. It's who else? Excuse me. Oh, Dave Hughes. He's not been on before. No, he's not. Uh, Akmal. Akmal. Yeah. Is there anyone on who doesn't work for one of our rival radio stations? <laughs> Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. She's not signed up yet. Not yet. So All right. Wait. And yourself. And myself. So, uh, yeah, it's a great night, as it, as it always is. Um, I, I, thought, away. I can't <laughs> let you know anything. But I did see you, was it last week? You yeah. Were yeah. It was great. Uh, was, it, here's what I'm getting a lot of, not as good as the time you were the SWAT team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. When you say getting a lot of, yeah. yeah, where are you getting that from? Oh, people in the street. Occasionally, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a man came around to my house to uh, fix the fox tail. Yeah. He's going, yeah, not as good as the SWAT team. Oh, oh, I said, yeah, in fact, I said that to you for the last song. They threw me cricket. What can you do with cricket? I've been in I've got football phrases yeah. popping into me here. But look, I'm not going to play no, anyone. But myself, football phrases, do you know? Oh, uh, that one about, I'm not touching that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can hear that on a football show. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Yep. Now, what's that mean? <laughs> I just hear it from the next room. I'll just be working. I'll hear a football show. And you hear, I'm not touching that one. I'm going, what's going on on that show? People are refusing to touch things <laughs> for an hour and a half. Okay, so let's get through that. We've got uh, Steve Patrol. That's tomorrow night on 9. What's happening on the petrol tomorrow night? Um, so at that 5, mm-hmm. I can say with a great deal of certainty that I do not know. Wow. Yeah. I, I, so is it in the TV guy? I don't see what... Okay, this is going to sound bad. It's just seen all the episodes yeah. a long time ago. So I don't... Uh, 
I'm, I'm not I'm not tuning in when the rest of it becomes. Are we up to Sheffo and Love yet? Uh, no, Sheffo and Love was touched on briefly. Oh, I'm not touching that one. I'm going to struck match between it. Oh, look out. That was some, uh, some rapid fire shelving. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that was touched on last week after you're a candy stick. Uh, after which I, know I almost died. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce, or, you know, then Beyonce, mm. I, I embraced. Yes. Uh, and a brilliant bit of uh, continuity mistake there. Oh, uh, there? Mm. I always uh, had a, an awfully sore arm. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, an injury that almost killed me throughout the entire episode. Uh, but when I met my fiance a second after deboarding the boat, uh, yeah, I was fine. Apparently. No, no, no injury to speak of. Yeah, most injuries in films and television can be cured by having your arm in a sling. Yeah, right. It's easy. Even L.A. Confidential, which is a really good film. You know, Russell Crowe shot the pieces at the end of the film. That's what I'm in a car. Arm in a sling. Yeah, yeah, we'll be right. Arm in a sling is the way out. We'll be right. Are we doing that today? We are doing that. We're doing, you know, what are we doing? Cliches. What cliches that need to go? That need to go. Oh, can we start? I mean, I'm full of them. We'll go to that after the break. I just want to ask before we do, we didn't mention the show that you're on on the ABC, the library. That's when you get closer. Um, to, to be on it? Yeah. Library. Yeah, you worked on it with uh, my wife. She was the first assistant director on The Librarian. And it was her birthday the other day. Oh, uh, birthday. July 30th. And, uh, you know, to someone who works in the film, yeah. well, what did I get her? Mm-hmm. I got her some uh, jewellery uh, from that dinosaur design place. Pretty good. Right I went in there and just pointed to, like, till somebody, till women. <laughs> We're nodding. You just go in and you point at things, and when you see other women nodding, go, yes, that's the one to get. Then you know. Just looking at my PayPal account here at 30th July. Yeah, sorry about uh, that. Uh, I just you may know me as uh, Bruno Miller. I knew it. I knew it. My stage name. But the weird things happen because 30th of July is her birthday. She's in the film industry. What happens on the 30th of July? Ingmar Bergman drops there. Oh. And now we find out this morning, Michelangelo Antonioni. Yeah. I think it's Antonioni Thursday. This uh, week on Triple M. Both of them dropped in on her birthday. How weird is that? Who's next? <laughs> yeah, we've got two blobs coming up um, at uh, midday. Oh, I, love, I, love, I, love Tony birthday. Birthday. I love playing my... It's the five-minute Murdoch challenge, which is pick up a Murdoch newspaper and you've got to find a mistake in five minutes. It's usually, you can usually do it in two. Today, it's in the Melbourne Herald Sun in their uh, obituary for Michelangelo Antonioni, the director of the film Blow Up mm-hmm. and the director of the film The Passenger, although as they're calling it this morning, The Passengers. There you go. Oh. It was like an alien-style sequel. More passengers than before. <laughs> More existential than ever. <laughs> God, I love this. Uh, I think they've left out... You can. The comma hasn't printed properly, so it says... Uh, Antonioni's film, films included the Oscar-nominated Blow Up the Passengers. <laughs> <laughs> so as for that one at your video shop. <laughs> uh, but not a lot of cliches uh, in the Antonioni gear. No. Not a lot of anything, really, yeah. if you've seen them. walking around. Uh, and then maybe some explosions. Have you seen some brisky points? Wow, really wow. well for about two hours, and then in the last five minutes, he blows up a whole lot of toasters. Yeah, that's it. Just sitting on jetties in that, I remember. All right. I can see. really touched on a, a subject on which I, I, I pride myself in knowing quite a bit. So, cliches that need right. to be put to bed. Next, I'll get this. 150 minutes of non stop chit chat with previous. <laughs>
see it, uh, give the boot. And just before you get to it, we need a line from a movie to sort of act as a sounder. Uh, what about the least cliched ever final line from a movie? The final line from Mad Dog Morgan, 1976 Australian film. The final line is Frank Ring saying... And don't forget to quote him. There you go. <laughs> Don't forget the scrotum. Now let me explain. And they said that you can be anywhere. Yeah. You don't know. You can be in a laboratory. It's dark, mm-hmm. and you've got the mm-hmm. torch out. You're looking for. You're looking for the villain. Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden, you hear it just crackling. You know. Oh, what was that? Turn around. Draw the gun. And the, just a cat. Just a cat. And what's a cat doing in a laboratory? Yeah. What's a cat yeah. doing anywhere? He's doing experiments. Yeah. Yes. Little paws and <laughs> some beacons. But he's just there to draw the gun and to hide the picture. All right. Let's give that cat the boot. Been getting away with it for too long. He's yeah. happy about that, but we're going to do it. What about this? Uh, whenever there's a whole lot of um, refugees, yeah, or like the people yeah. from uh, you know a planet that's been blown up, or uh, some people from a country that's been destroyed, yeah. these people have to get into boats. Yeah. They have to get into spacecraft and fly through space or across the ocean, and they're inevitably described as. A ragtag fleet. Oh, and don't forget the scrotum. Enough with the ragtag fleet. I never want to hear the phrase ragtag fleet again in my life. Unless it's referred to Greg. Oh, yeah, unless it's just Greg in his normal clothes. What about here he comes, ragtag fleet? Ragtag fleet. What about the self sacrifice? So you find this in a lot of Hollywood blockbusters, like the Poseidon Adventure or Armageddon, the Titanic, or, you know, it's someone we can save everyone. But unfortunately, the button needs to be pushed from a room that's going to lock, and yet you're going to kill yourself. Oh. And don't forget the scrotum. And no one is going to forget the scrotum. They did that on 24 recently. Oh, with the room with the gas in it. Yes. And so off, you know, in a beautiful moment, Gene Hackman says, you know, in Poseidon Adventure, you've taken everyone else. It's me you want, sort of thing. So I'll stick around. I'll turn the valve off. You get out, but I will drown. And you know that it's coming whenever that character gets a really good goodbye scene. It's a great model. Sort of an yeah. official goodbye scene. Oh, yeah, some photos right. of some kids. Oh, really, yeah. Yeah. And they'll say things, we've lost mothers and fathers and sisters. <laughs> you, you know, you're taking it. It's like Arnie in the end of uh, Predator. You know, I mean, he'll kill me. Well, they used the self-sacrifice in Alien 3. Remember Sigourney Weaver? And then they treated it. And then she comes back in the fourth one. So they're using it, as a, but then coming back, that's annoying. That's annoying. Like that. Jeffrey Rush and those pirate moves, he was dead. Yeah. Suddenly, what? Was he? Just wasn't. Was it explained why he's walking into dead? I can't follow those movies. Mr. Marsden, what do you want to get the boot? Um, when someone unexpectedly gives quite an inspiring and rousing speech, they get the slow hand clap. When people realise suddenly this is okay, so he says something, and then there's like a really weird sort of silence, as if people were like thinking about what's just been said, and then yeah, in Sea Patrol, like when Shippo announces today's special, for example, for example, baked beans on toast. And don't forget the scrotum. All right. Our favourite one, of course, is the two wires that can just be touched together under your steering column. Okay. Start your car. Oh, yes. Cross that one off the list. And don't forget the scrotum. Thank you, Mr. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone got any Freak Three stories? They want to get out of it. 
I think uh, it's a short film that Josh and Ed are in, and it's uh, up on YouTube. Yeah. And he's been the squid, let him go. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, but because because he's uh, you know music uh, so the savage beast. Oh, that's it. Now, isn't someone up for best actor for this? Yeah, someone is. I am up for best actor, and I will absolutely <laughs> dedicate my award if and when I win to you, Ed Javelin. All right, now just remember the trick when you do one. I was going to dedicate it to Doogie Howser. That's so nice. <laughs> the most important thing when you're making a speech for a short film is. The speech should run longer than the film itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thanks, Mick. Who's there? Pete. G'day, guys. How are we going? Good. How are you, mate? Oh, good, good. I've got three quick ones from just an average week on Neighbours that yeah. was last week. Go for it. Okay, we've got the bad guy with the brain tumor removed and becomes a good guy. Oh, yeah. And don't forget the scrotum. They turn out to be brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah. Brother and sister. And the final one, which was the greatest of all, and we didn't see it coming, the man in the wheelchair who walks on his wedding day. And don't forget the scrotum. Like all three in one week. Might have been two weeks, but I'm pretty sure it was one week. Yeah. Well, um, yes. Now, the man who got up and walked out of a wheelchair happens to be my brother. Oh, I did say, yeah, apparently so. So, um... I challenge you to a duel. There we go, It was the greatest performance by a man in a wheelchair who's walked. <laughs> <laughs> you just saved your own life there, mate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've never been able to confirm this because we don't quite know enough about neighbours, but there's a one-legged man, isn't there? Yeah, he's had problems and he had the brain tumour and he, he's now a, a totally nice guy. And do you think the, the, the leg is just going to grow back? Um, I'm point? wondering what they're going to do about that one because it's got to be annoying. Right, so either it's twin brother time, yeah. or it was all a dream. I'd talk to him, because he's been on that show for years. I would literally forget about it. I'd forget that I had the wooden leg, because I never make reference to it. But sure enough, he lives here every scene. He's really good. He's a real pro. He's damn good. All right. Uh, yes, we've saved you from being banned from Neighbours there, Josh, because I know... When are they going to get you and uh, Ben Rawson together as sort of evil twins? When they come to their senses, no, 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 the phone is, uh, is off the hook. Mm, that's a good idea. More cliches, please. Hi, Nikki. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. I love listening to you guys. You make me laugh a lot. That's very kind of you, Nikki. Tell us your cliche that needs to go. Uh, I have to say, I hate it when the new lovers have that passionate morning kiss. Oh, just waking up in the morning first thing. Yes. I'd love for one of them to turn around and say, oh, could you go and brush your teeth? Yeah. And don't forget the scrotum. Oh, that's hardly appropriate. Uh, well, they did make fun of that in, uh, in America's Sweethearts. Uh, by Billy Crystal, they did. They um, went to go and kiss, and then they were both very embarrassed about their morning breath. But, uh, but that's one in a million films. Wow. Um, most, of them, most of them do passionately embrace it. Are you surprised that no one here has seen America's Sweethearts? <laughs> I now wish I was dead. Yeah. <laughs> and what about, uh, Nikki, we've got someone in here, Ed Beverly, who has a phobia against all kissing in movies. Oh, yeah, I hate it. Look at oh. Why do you hate well, it? I, I sort of understand because the thought of two, well, relatively strange people going in for the big tummy. Right? You, know, you know what it is? Yeah. It's the looks on their faces where they try and give each other that I've always wanted this look. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> seven takes. It was always good for me until I saw Brokeback Mountain and I went, finally. Yeah, there's yeah. finally some real emotion. Yeah. Something I can relate yeah. to. Well, <laughs> this is to me. Well, Thanks very much, Nikki. I mean, uh, Ed, he can't watch any movie kisses. He, he's fine with someone soaring off their own foot in a dirty basement. But just no kissing. No kissing. We've got time for one more question. Chris. Hello. How are you, bro? 
I'm good. I'm good. Mate, the, the old cliche is the old, the bomb scene. Oh, yeah. Do I cut the red wire or whatever other colour is there? Yeah. Where does that go back to? I think I first saw that in Juggernauts. No, no, I think Maxwell Smart started. Oh, he oh, that, yeah. Yeah. When Jaime had the bomb inside him. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's true. Well done, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is it the red or the blue wire? I can well, it. Maxwell Smart, it was black and white when I first saw it, so uh, it, it was easy which one to cut. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the red one. Oh, I remember. I think it was. It's, it's oh, like, we lost that last call. Oh, that was oh. a beauty. Can that person please call back? Who was his name? We'll get Cecilia on. There's one more beauty to get to. Thanks to everyone who called up. Great really show. Our listeners are great at finding it. But what about that Dr. Hanif case? Oh, Has that been put to bed yet? Hopefully. I think we're going to let the Foreign Minister have the final say on that. That'll be next. <laughs> Lawson is with us, and I think we've got another caller with a great movie cliche for us. Thanks for hanging in there. Rohan, are you there? Rohan, yes. Hey, uh, pardon me. What have you got for us? Um, okay, so two parts thing that happens in, in a lot of thrillers. Um, and the first part is the detective will be going through a scene of a murder or something and be talking, saying, um, what were you thinking? Uh, or saying, you came in here, you did this uh, thing... Uh, mm. And uh, you know the person's, and then, and then often I look in the mirror, and uh, this is paid off at the end of the film when uh, when they catch the bad guy. The bad guy will say, "We're not so different, you." Oh, Don't forget the scrotum. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Frank. Uh, is that pretty much every movie where there's a good guy and a bad guy? Yeah. yeah. What I thought you were getting at the start is the old detective cliche who's so, uh, you know, desensitized to the gore that he eats as he goes through the second. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. care about dead bodies. He's chewing in the burger. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, every movie, it's, uh, you know, we're not so different, you and I. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Joker and the Batman will be like that. They yeah. do you know, the, uh, the Riddler in the old uh, 60s, the television series yeah. of, of Batman, which I watch every morning, he's convinced that him and Batman are pretty much the same guy. Yeah. It's the yin and the yang. Absolutely right. And, uh, the, I thought when you were saying looking in the mirror, one of my favourite things is when someone opens the bathroom mirror Absolutely. and stuff, yeah, yeah, it's back. And when they put it back, the murder is behind you. Yeah. But second thing to watch out for, if you slow it down in the video, you can often see just one frame of the cameraman really? reflected in the mirror. The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. That one. In the trailer, you can slow it down. And there's the cameraman. Well done. A Kind of Loving with Alan Bates. Yeah. In the 60s. Copycat had to go with that at some point. Click, click, click. There's the whole camera crew just for one frame in the uh, bathroom mirror. There's the door shut. Yeah. Good on you. Very important stuff. Important to know. Hey, you know what, Rowan? For hanging on and being such a good guy, just being an attractive man, a copy of our album, a few illegal downloads, but keep it straight. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ed, uh, I have a fellow video shop employee how good it is to hear someone who's uh, you know, made, made good. Oh, thank you very much. Right. What, what was your emergency recommendation, Ron? Um, best in show, actually. No, As long as you don't say anything from new releases. Have we got time? We haven't really got time for Dr. Hanee. Dr. Paging Dr. Hanee. We'll get there tomorrow. Here again. Thank
don't forget the scrotum. 